Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang What's on. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 84 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald, uh, back for another edition uh, presented by the Carlotto Group. And let me tell you, Damon, it's getting cold out. No, it is cold out. It's not getting, it is. Would you like to bike anywhere right now? No, no. In fact, I saw people biking today and I thought they were idiots. You know, it's funny. Like you couldn't even snowmobile anywhere right now because it's cold and there's no snow down. Right. What better spot to go than the Carlotto group? Get yourself a car to get places. You could arguably do the same things uh, that you can do on a bike or snowmobile. Uh, might be rather frowned upon, um, but I know they do have a warranty program. So maybe ask them about that probably before you do it, uh, just to be safe. But is it warmer than a bike or a snowmobile? I feel like it is. I think so. Well, that's, that's a selling point. I'll give you my personal guarantee. Okay. As long as you know how to work the AC, cause we could get, I don't want the AC. That's what I don't want. I meant the whole system. I said, a, yeah, forget about it. Just go down to Carl Auto Group and get yourself uh, a new car, used car today. Uh, they got a ton of stuff down there, and we uh, we appreciate them supporting us. Damon, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. It's been uh, been a busy, busy week, and we're counting down the days at this point. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I was putting schedules in today for, like, winter sports and all that stuff and stuff I need to get to stuff. I need to watch, uh, racing stuff for next year. Um, as well, I'm looking, I'm trying to improve our schedule tab on our website, but I might just put a paragraph up there with directions on how to do the things I want the computer to do that it's not doing for me real well. Uh, but I noticed like the Columbia Cougars play bowling, uh, on Daytona 500 Sunday and the week after what, what, who scheduled that? Uh, that would be like, yours truly. What league do I need to go to to yell at? I schedule that. Oh, uh, is that because you think all the good teams will be home watching the Daytona 500? No, that's because all the that's because all the good teams will be there, and I want to go beat their ass. So that's my my whole game plan. That's fair. Right, that's a better answer than mine. <laughs> Strength is kicking off some easy wins at the end of the year. I don't know. We're we're about strength of schedule at this point. <laughs> yeah. So if y'all don't know, if you haven't listened to the show regularly, Damon coaches the uh, women's bowling team uh, down in Columbia. Uh, remind me of the school name, Damon Columbia College. Columbia College. Okay. That's the first time you got it right. <laughs> well, usually I try to make an Ivy League joke. Uh, <laughs> 
they open the season this week uh, at Lindenwood's tournament. So uh, good luck to them. I, uh, if there's any way I can watch it, it's, I'm, it's going to be an appointment for me that at one point this season, I need to get down there <laughs> with like Sharpie on a cardboard and just make game day signs. And just that would be fantastic. Yeah. We're trying to, we're trying to get a live stream put together. I don't know if one will be available for our team this week, just because of last minute things and stuff fell kind of fell through that I didn't anticipate. So, um, other teams have live streams. We probably will not for this one, but hoping to have it for our trip to Nebraska in two weeks. You should uh, work with Dirt Vision. I would love to. Uh, I can't. Ima- to- I can't imagine that they would pass up whatever fee. I feel like the trade off is easy. I, I feel the trade-off would be easy too. Give me a free subscription. Y'all work with me. <laughs> I think that's a great, I think it's a great trade-off personally. Dude, if I watched everyone, do you think they'd still make 300 bucks? I feel like they would plus players, parents and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Be I think they could. I think they could. Especially we could, with the breakout season, that's about to happen. We could do a deal with them too. It's hard, you know, like they're doing right now. They're giving 33%. So that's a great time to great time to jump on Dirt Vision. So might as well turn it into us too. Absolutely. You're, you're trying to connect it to racing. I appreciate it. I have one more thing. Is the team looking good? What do you think? Uh, yeah, we're not looking bad. This will be, it's our first time out. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what we've got. Couple, I think most of the teams that we're going against have already competed at least once this year. So uh should be interesting to see. But uh today was a really good day of practice. Uh, and, and I'm not just saying it as coach speak. I thought it was a really productive day at practice. So very happy with that. Um and we'll see what see what Saturday brings. Think we've got a good eight lined up and hopefully it'll be uh hopefully it'll be a successful weekend. I love to hear it. Every, uh, you guys don't get these, but every text I get from Damon about recruiting, like he went for a five-star recruit and just barely missed her to the, who's the best bowling program in the country, Damon. You can Texas, Texas paid her and Damon was texting me about it. Pissed off. (laughs) Yes. The real story. Don't question my facts here. he, (laughs) He just texted me about all the misses. And I'm like, there's no way you're, you're pissed that you missed that girl. Like she's taken no, she's too big Hollywood for Columbia. I'm 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 mad at all the misses, but they make all the wins that much better. And we've got four of them already. So I love like, it. The the twenty three list keeps getting bigger and bigger, so I love it. Awesome. All right. You ready to get into stuff? Let's get into how how's your how's your week been? Oh, just every day is all right, let me let me put some stats up to you. Do you know how many days uh this over the year that a single post on our facebook has generated 200 comments Mm, i'm guessing probably less than 10. well i couldn't go back past june because my computer stopped refreshing and just said end of page uh but it was one it was during the knoxville nationals uh the other three were monday Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, uh, all of the Bubba Wallace posts. You should have stopped posting about Bubba Wallace. I mean, it's news. Just, just stop. Man. I think it would be. I want to. I want to think you solve your problem. All right, all right. Before before we're into what we're talking about, Damon isn't a big Bubba Wallace fan. I would say I'm a Bubba guy. I try not to hide my allegiances. I write for cyclonefanatic.com and I cover the Iowa State Cyclones. You can put two and two together. I challenge you, uh, both spoken word um, or written, uh, don't point out a tweet. I'm usually tongue in cheek on Twitter, but you can go and try and find anything where I would, you would say I'm looking through rose colored glasses or being biased with something because I try. Well, I don't know. Very hard not to do that. Well, I don't know. I would go back a, a little ways and find out a few Chase Elliott tweets that I've seen from from that account. So, oh I, well, you know, here's the deal: Chase might be a top five racer all time, like history of the world. Right next yep. to Tim Kohler, uh, Avenger, and Dennis Anderson, Gravedigger. Mm-hmm. John Force comes in around twenty sixth on that list. Okay, he wasn't very good at turning. That was the real. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but John Force also did the Buck Baker driving school at one point. So what do you mean he did it? He participated in classes? 
Yes. I took math class as a fourth grader. Am I an engineer? You should be. <laughs> That's what my mom wanted me to be. I think you'd have been think you'd have been better off being an engineer. I wanted uh, I wanted today to ask you what you thought of the Bubba stuff. I think we're all pretty on the same page. Like it was on purpose, and that's wrong, and that shouldn't happen. But uh, one race penalty for it in this whole situation. What do you think about it? What what part of it? Where do you want me to start? You can include or not include as much as you want to. I think like the you know I think everyone's pretty much the same like he did it on purpose that was unclear on sunday when we recorded mm-hmm. um and it is wrong to wreck a guy especially at those speeds uh i i have something else on like that stuff but what, what do you think of the one race suspension for a penalty i guess i i guess from my stance and I like you mentioned, I'm not a Bubba guy in per se, but I, I have gained more and more respect for the guy until Sunday. And, yeah, and that's not that really kind of that really kind of hurt a lot. Um, because I think he was starting to turn heads a little bit. Um, people that you know have a little bit more sense of, of human nature and I'm he was starting to turn heads. He was running near the front. He was gaining the respect of drivers. And I think he threw it all away in one move on, on Sunday. And so, um, it, to me, the one race is justified. The one race is fair. Um, for all the people that are bringing up like old instances, they should have all had, the the one race at that point, especially the Carl. I was a big Carl Edwards guy in that time that he and Brad Keselowski kept going at each other. And I even thought Carl was going to be suspended for a race. Yeah. Uh, like talk about the viciousness of that. Right. right. Obviously Carl right. wasn't trying to do that. Right. It, and it not only happened once, not, it not only happened once, but it happened twice. Yeah. He did it at gateway and he did it at Atlanta. And, and so I, like I said, I, I think Carl should have been suspended in that time, but um, you know, as far as, as far as the, the justification of it, I think it was pretty, pretty well justified. I mean, you not only right rear guy going 170, probably mile an hour at that point after the cars had hit the wall and, and lost a little bit of speed. So you right rear guy in a car that's already been talked about as unsafe. You're driving the 45 because your teammate has a concussion from these cars. Your car owner preaches and preaches car safety right now. And then you go out and right rear guy. After that, you get out of your vehicle run and walk across the, a live racetrack, which is also a big no, no plus then go and, and physically confront a guy on, on top of that. If he would have just pushed Kyle Larson after the race i don't think we have any problems one i don't bit. think you would have seen him after the race or were you talking about like one push after no i mean like after like if he would not have wrecked larson he doesn't take oh, out okay, yeah, doesn't yeah, take yeah. out the cars and and they've both finished the race whatever wherever whenever it is if if bubba goes up and starts and starts giving him the business then fine have at it but not after you go you right rear him and walk across the live racetrack. And then you do that at the cars while they're trying to trying to get the cars cleaned up to get back to why the fans actually came to the race. Um, you know, it it's justified and it sucks for Bubba and his entire sponsor and, and, and all that entire stuff going on. But, uh, you know, it's, it's justified, I guess. Yeah. And I, uh, I predicted one race. I kind of called for that on Sunday. I didn't think anything lesser was coming, I guess. Uh, that was just my opinion on it. I am shocked that they didn't do any points. I'm shocked about that. So this is what Dale jr. Said, um, on Sirius today. And there's a clip on YouTube of him, uh, on Monday, and I think it was before the statement came out from Bubba because he was talking about what we talked about when Byron admitted to wrecking Hamlin on purpose under caution. And I'll get to that incident and comparing it to this and stuff in a second. But Junior says a lot of people thought that this was the right choice. I wouldn't have made it. I don't hate it. 
I don't hate the suspension, but I probably would have went with the precedent keyword uh, because that is something NASCAR has used time and time again. The other thing too, if they were trying to send a message, I feel like, or I felt like the points would have really got there this time because Bubba and his teammates swap cars, swap numbers to be able to take advantage of a situation where they are moving forward in the others or in the owner's points. I don't know if that's necessarily taking situation. I would view that as, hey, one driver's out, I'm putting my best next option in. Um, Bubba was driving the 23. Okay, he goes over that. Uh, and if he does really well, that means lots more money for that team. If you hit him, with an owner's points penalty, that would have absolutely got the message to the team driver and everybody involved. Bubba would have felt the repercussions of that, felt the weight of that, and Bubba would have been able to continue to race this weekend. And I just, in like comparison, I don't think it was any different. I, you know, I, I even don't think like a one race and in fifty owners points or a hundred or whatever, whatever you're gonna take from them is too big of a difference. Um, in the grand scheme of things. I, I thought one race was fine. I think one race, 50 points, gives me like the same reaction. You know what I mean? One race and a fine. Right. You know. I think I think it gives us the same reaction and the and the fans the same reaction because we don't necessarily look at it the same the same lens as the teams do. But if you oh, suspend twenty three XI team would have hated the points. That's that's exactly what I was gonna say. If if they get hit with the points, then they are gonna be really pissed off um, about the situation as well, more than they already are. I agree. And I, I think they kind of threw them a little bit of a bone there and said, we're I agree. Giving you the big public race penalty and not the other one. Um, a lot of people on our Facebook, uh, which some of those co comments were just insanely stupid. Like I can't even, cannot even begin to get into it. Um, and there's more from today, but they thought it should have been more. Um, the only thing NASCAR has suspended someone for two more two races or more for an on-track incident was uh that joey logano matt kenseth thing where kenseth came out from he was out of the race in the garage they fixed the car he comes back out at martinsville lines up next to him under yellow um by coincidence and then completely wipes him out and it was an electric moment and they used it to sell tickets and people were hating on las vegas this week for doing the same and you know, no one got hurt in the incident. I don't. I didn't have a problem with Las Vegas posting that and stuff, but some people do. I don't know. Um, and that I'm trying trying to connect this um, and everything I've said the past minute to precedent. Everything keeps being brought up to this precedent. Okay, I know what the word means. I'm not trying to. Not trying to. Um, Are you sure? Do we need to get a dictionary? Yeah, well, I was thinking you were going to ask me, and then I was thinking about the definition in my head. I lost my train of thought. But NASCAR sports people are not lawyers. Some people are lawyers, but not all people end up in that profession. This is not a court of law, okay? Everything is case-by-case -case basis. Do I think William Byron should be given a one-race suspension for wrecking Denny Hamlin under yellow? No. Do I think Noah Gregson should have been given a suspension for wrecking Sage Karam under green and wrecking like eight cars? Yeah. Those are I honestly, I really thought Noah was going to get a suspension that and day. You, and you know what? You know what didn't generate as many Facebook comments by one-tenth, one-twentieth was Noah Gregson wrecking Sage Karam like that under green. Taking out more cars than one taking out many, I think one of the guys in that wreck went to the hospital. Yeah, it was Brandon Brown. He ended yeah. up in the hospital. Do you think that it was because, not obviously the sole reason, but do you think that part of the reason is because it was an Xfinity race? To a point, yeah, but it's, you also just... I mean, I understand that. It's, it's, a, it's a guy taking someone out. You know, how many times have we seen a Bowman Gray video like that come out? Right, which we saw the Noah thing on Twitter quite a bit too. We just never saw the backlash from from people as much. I don't think there's yeah, there's just so much vitriol behind yeah. it um, for whatever reason. Well, 
I we we know the reason, so I'm not going to paint them out on the toothbrush for you. New saying of mine, Damon. Look that I was like, that's a different one. Try to sift that's through a, that one. That's a different one. I heard that. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I don't, I truly don't think that NASCAR needs to set a precedent here. This is not a wheel falling off. That, that happens and, you know, we got those reasons for why they happen. I wish they were fixed too. But they did one guy, the wheel falling off, in most cases, same, same incident, same penalty, same everything. There doesn't need to be a case by case there. But anytime there's two guys wrecking and it might be on purpose and it might not be, that needs to be a case by case basis. Or we're not, we're going to have a gray area just in terms of is that on purpose or not? There's going to be wrecks where you can't tell. So the, the whole like NASCAR needs to have a precedent and stay consistent on this. I, I just think it's BS because there's so many different things that have happened that it's like, why well, would have done something different on that? I wouldn't have given them one race to that. I would have given two races for that one. You know, there's just too many variables that go into this sport and something like that. And you know, if NASCAR writes a rule, someone's going to find um, in the weirdest way possible because that's what motorsports is. It's the weirdest path to the most improbable result. And it's directly there. It, it will be the next race. If they ever write a rule like that, it will be the next race we have a debate on it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's a little twofold based on the precedent thing. Um, you know, I think that... Do I think that they should follow a precedent a little bit more? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and the main reason for that, I think is because now we have these type of discussions, right? You know, we, we have these type of discussions of, well, NASCAR didn't penalize this guy as badly as he penalized this guy and it didn't penalize this person like they per should have penalized that person. And so now we're having these gray area discussions instead of them, sticking to their guns and, and going about it. So moving forward, I hope that this is necessarily a precedent because I think, let's be honest, you and I can tell by a blind eye that somebody wrecked somebody on purpose. I mean, you, you, you and I can tell by a blind eye. We, we know when somebody wrecks somebody on purpose. Can I, right? So someone, someone was getting on me about that on Sunday because Bubba went off the wall and his car kind of shook a little bit and then direct line to Larson. And I said, if his steering broke, that would make sense that the car wasn't steering after that. And there's not like an alternative view where you could see if the wheels were pointed or sliding or anything. And I'm like, that's like the weirdest, hey, this guy took someone out on purpose thing I've ever seen. Because usually they'll line up the quarter panel and directly go left. But this was from such a distance. It was like, it looked weird. I, I'm not going to buy that part of it. And I think here's, this is, this, here's that's just, why. I'm not, I'm not defending my old take from Sunday, but in the moment, that's what I was thinking. I'm like that. I that think it looked like you, a guy that was going to go wreck a guy. It, it looked like his car bounced. He adjusted and then went to the left. And I didn't see the speed thing on the TV either. Whatever stream I was watching, I didn't have the speed uh, I think it was after the um, fact. Yeah, it was. No, I'm just saying. Like when I, I was paying attention to the broadcast, and it just never came on. People were like telling me about this thing. I'm like, I didn't even see it. Um, I think if you watch that video, though, he had the car straightened up. Like it was, it was straightened up right after he came off the wall. And you, I mean, you can see it's pretty damn clear as day that the guy just drove straight no, i'm just i'm just taking you through my thoughts like in the moment now that yeah it's, i mean they the penalty mentions that he did it intentionally and he said it in a statement as much uh you you could just i mean in my here's my whole thing though is you could have seen that regardless like i i understand that the, the steering may or may not have broke we don't know at that time and being you know in, in the situation you, you don't want to say something but i mean i've seen a lot of people wreck a lot of people on purpose and that was a lot of people wrecking a lot of people on purpose like that was what that was i mean that the car straightened up and, and then 
he went directly left. Steering be damned or not. Well, uh, knowing knowing that now, yeah. But like at the time, like if I don't know if the steering's broken or not, I can't tell. But if they, you know, NASCAR knows it. NASCAR has that data, so I, know, I, I would agree not, that you can tell in that with the. Data. I'm not just. I'm not gonna buy that. He that it that at the time. I think looking at it, you would have had me, to call me on Sunday at three thirty. Looking at looking at that in real time myself, it was dead left on purpose. Why didn't you call me Sunday? Why didn't I? Yeah, this is turning into bad friend Damon now. What? How is this? How is that? How is that the case? I just didn't. I just didn't think that that looks different than people I've seen take other people out on purpose. I. Just in the way that the cars lined up perfectly, that he ended up off the wall, got a little straight, and turned in and went straight there on the angle, like he was leading a wide receiver throwing a touchdown catch, seventy yards. Go look at at. Carl Edwards and Brad at Atlanta or at Gateway. Yeah, that one had build up to it. I'm just what I'm saying is it's similar stuff. Car okay. went straight. Wow. Car went straight and then the car went dead left. He had to catch him. Larson was at least a hundred feet out in front of him. You're good. Um have you been on Twitter today? Tonight? Uh, quite a bit i know i know denny and danny are going at it i'm gonna read these uh to you so danny dietrich tweets uh it gets old seeing at bubba wallace in my news feeds so much drama he literally relies on crashing and or crying to stay in the racing news oh he just said in racing news not really a complete complete sentence there danny uh he said he then says bubba needs to stick to at us legend cars uh, with a gif of uh, Ronald McDonald uh, laughing, I think, and it just says "You suck" uh, in the 2007 meme font. Uh, and then Denny Hamlin says, "Oh, you're one of those." Um, one of the replies says, "Do you sit and search Bubba Wallace or follow Danny Dietrich?" And Denny says, "Neither." Twitter feeds me this garbage. Uh, then Danny Dietrich. Uh, quotes it. He says, "Quote one of those. LOL. Please elaborate, Denny." And uh, Denny replies and says, "One of those Twitter trolls who talk shit about people they've never met, never raced against, nor has the credibility to speak on the talent level of those they are commenting on." Has he replied back at all? Uh, Denny hasn't tweeted anything else. Danny thinks he won the argument. Which yeah, well, I think is pretty I'm funny. Not a, yeah. I'm not a Danny Dietrich fan, so here I, I am. Now I want on the podcast more now because I think we'll just start it off with that and see how bad we can make the interview go. That's fine. I hope he hangs up. Uh, <laughs> th this is a guy. This is a guy that's just a loud mouth, in my opinion. But uh, that's why I don't like him. Is oh, don't. Hey, hold on, hold on. Are, are we just talking, Danny? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk that. Denny had a couple of tweets with World of Allies fans. Oh, he did? Uh, so one, one person says, Denny, you're my favorite NASCAR driver, but I would suggest maybe brushing up on World of Allies, All-Star, and local PA. Oh, oh, he means Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> it's branding issues with that statement. Uh, brushing up on that racing before you say it. He said, I'm not doubting any dirt driver's talent. I don't have the credentials to say that anyone sucks in that series. Um, someone said, imagine telling a top 410 driver they lack talent, uh, swap seats and see who's closer to a competitive lap time. Um, and Denny, and I think that guy was trying to say that Denny's in the wrong because Danny's really good at racing. Debatable. Um, Denny says, say that's debatable. Denny says, exactly my point. How can he comment on another driver's skill level if he's never competed in it? I did see that tweet. Um, Someone then someone else tweeted him a link to the national open broadcast and he said, Looks great. I'm all tuned in. I'm gonna go a few. Oh, it looks great. I'll tune in. I'm gonna go for a few mil this weekend at another event. Thanks for the invite, though. I think he was trying to say that Denny needs to race in the national open on three days' notice. 
<laughs> yes, because that'll that'll pan out. That will fix everything, actually. Now that, yes. now that we're talking about yes. it, yes, that'll that'll be the that'll be the end all to to this entire Twitter feud. It, dude, here's my deal. Danny Dietrich talks a lot of talk on Twitter and it gets really annoying. Um, and I'm going to piss off some Pennsylvania people that listen to this show and I don't really give a damn. I already, so. did, I already did that today in the other yeah. 17 episodes before this. Yeah, so I really don't give a damn, but there's a reason that Danny Dietrich stays to his home ground. How many times has he beat the outlaws? I think he has three or four wins. Maybe if, if the guy was, if the guy was relevant with the outlaws more than he is, I mean, look at Macri Macri travels the damn country and he goes and wins, wins races all over the place with the outlaws. And you could argue, you could argue that he races a ton in Pennsylvania. He does, which he, which he does, but he also steps out of his, he steps out of his own ground. He steps out of his own ground. He goes West when he needs to. And, 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 and Marks have been phenomenal yeah. this year. Yeah. And, and they step out of their ground and they go and compete. So for him to come on here and start talking the mad trash that he is, and, and then Denny to, to basically back it up, Denny has every right to. In Do you my know life. how many like tweets this year that Denny said? And I've said it on this podcast. I tweeted it tonight. Uh, Denny's on Twitter. Like I commend him for that because he's looking at a cesspool of BS on a constant basis because of one of his drivers. And you know, you have a guy who's viewed as a talented race car driver and Danny Dietrich uh, trashing on your guy. You're going to go stand up for him. It, it felt a lot like. Um, I don't want to use Matt Campbell with the Jace Gilbert situation, but it felt a lot like a, a big college football coach defending one of his guys. And I thought that was really commendable for Denny to do tonight. Well, you have to have that, right? But in general, yeah, in, they need like stuff like that. Like uh, my buddy was texting me and he said, I wish Michael Jordan would come out and say something in defense of Bubba. And it's like, yeah, I do too. I don't know how much of that is just he's friends with Denny and how much of it is what or another, you know? But I, I, I mean, that I don't know if that mitigates anything either, but I mean, you know, it, it sure their friendship kind of plays into, it, but it, it, it again, I think it comes down to, you know, a guy is, is standing up. You want your boss to stand up for you in a situation similar to that, right? Think of any customer service rep ever, um, you know, when, when they have to deal with Karen on the phone. And so, you know, you, you want your boss to stand up. For Chris, you, you Chris, know, just, I, I, Chris just says, God bless. And we'll tell Connor to cuss a little less. Yeah. See, that's usually, that's usually his line. No, well, that's not standing up. That's no, it is. I'm just kidding. Because he's not, he's not opening the door for more conversation. Yeah, you're good. No, he, he, he's not trying to open the door for more conversation. I agree with Chris, <laughs> but, um, but overall, I think, you know, it, it just, to me, um, you, you have to have that. So I, I'm, I'm not a Denny Hamlin dude by any means, but the guy is, the guy is a voice that is going to be heard, um, for a long time to come. I, and I think he's transformed in this role better than any driver I've seen transform an owner. And I, if, is that kind of limited to Tony Stewart? Yeah, Cup Series wise, but you look at Brad Keselowski when BKR was a thing, Kyle Busch Motorsports, same deal. Denny's been more transformative than both those guys. He's been insane since he stepped in the owner's owner's circle. Right. I, I, I think, think it's huge for NASCAR owners and NASCARs a sport to have a guy like Denny doing that. I think it was a little bit different with Denny too, because Denny didn't go to the lower series, quote unquote. I mean, he went straight to the top side of things. And so he's bringing what people kind of pay attention to more to that, to the limelight a little bit. I mean, diehard race fans, they'll tune into the Xfinity series. They'll tune into the truck series and, and know those names and things like that. But Denny went straight to the top from the get go. And I think that's part of it. I think if you would have seen, I think you would have seen Kyle Bush go directly to the cup series with his own team. Uh, he would have been a very similar voice to what we're seeing um, from Denny. 
Absolutely. And, and to put that into perspective, what's their like money split? Like the cup series gets like 90% and the bottom two get a split of the 10. Yeah. Something it's like really lopsided. It's not good. And that's why, that's why these, this new TV agreement, the, the teams are trying to get more money to, to the owners like they should. Yeah, and, and we'll see if it – and I, I don't necessarily know if that track and Xfinity part of that is, is as big of a deal. Look at the tracks and Xfinity series. They're not, like, as bad as ARCA was a couple years back, and ARCA's now on the come up again a little bit. But, like, I want to say two, three years ago, ARCA had, like, 13 cars in a race, and they were all wrecking each other. Like, it – Arca's been worse. Well, now they have now they have twenty five cars and they all still wreck each other. So I think it's far less though. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like every week. I know, I know. Uh, I still think it. But like Xfinity trucks are like decently healthy series right now. So even if that bumps up to fifteen, it would probably make a massive difference. But also, like, doesn't need to. Um, and you know, you're seeing both sides. Um, I'll study up on that. Uh, over this off season, and we'll see if we can't have better explanations for it. Cause I know I want to understand it better and understand, uh, kind of where the lines are being drawn and, and fought over right now. All right. Uh, moving on. Oh shoot. I'm doing a John Oliver. Aren't I? That's fine. He says a lot. That's okay. Um, this is your favorite bit of news from the week, Damon. Uh, so NASCAR has four leaf promotions, uh, is what it's called. Um, doing their uh, promotion for the Chicago street race next year. Mm. Uh, and you might be thinking, who's that? Well, uh, I guess their head guy is the co-founder of Coachella in Chicago. That's got to be. I looked at their website. It is just a picture and their logo, uh, and there's nothing else. Uh, they, there's, it could be like a new age marketing thing, but I was Googling them to like look them up and stuff and do a little block and there's just nothing there and so i was like okay whatever but it's got to be good news it's the co-founder of coachella that doesn't mean anything that, well if we get wiz khalif at the race it could they already have pitbull what what else do they need uh, anyone under 50. i'm i'm at a loss for words anything we watched some kick-ass indycar concerts this year i don't know yeah those were great concerts those were fantastic those boys down there well i if they can get there then i might have a little bit different direction on the street course deal but if that that, and that, that says a lot crazy. because damon's a diehard and if that swings a diehard that could swing a casual i'm not a huge fan of this uh of this street course just don't like it so you're an nascar fan I'm a NASCAR fan. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'll probably watch it because I'm an idiot. So you might um, go with me. I might, we might, we might go. Yeah. Um, and I might hate every single minute of it. You would not hate it if you were with me. Actually, that, those are, that's an oxymoron that I just did. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, no, I mean, obviously you going to races are a lot of fun, but I think anybody, you, you ask anybody who go to a goes to a race, they're going to tell you the race was far better than you and I watching on TV. So, I mean, that's just the way that's, that's how sports work, right? We watch a Iowa football game on television. You and I watched the, the game. We're like, this is an awful game. You ask somebody that was there and they're probably thinking it was fun because we got a tailgate and have fun and, and also watch our shitty football team. But, um, you know, all, all in the same, all in the same breath. <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, next bit, uh, Kerry Madsen might be out at Roth. Uh, he did not race, this weekend for him, um, this past weekend. Uh, I don't think he's racing Trophy Cup this week either. Uh, it, it Honestly, it sucks, um, but Sprint Car Free Agency is, is bouncing around different guys' cars, and if you don't win 50% of the races, it's almost like they shaft you anyways. Wasn't, and I could be mistaken, but wasn't that whole car just a developmental anyway for mcfadden 
I I don't think like I thought that was the whole plan for Madsen because he didn't want to run weekly points at Knoxville. He didn't want to to run obviously the full outlaws tour. He still wanted to do his own thing. And so I, I thought that was the whole point was for them to use it as a developmental car, more or less like an R and D type car for for McFadden. Yeah, and you know, who knows if that's what led to anything. Carrie hasn't said um anything but i know everyone should know carrie madsen's a talented driver um and everyone should know that dennis roth likes winning um i have no words or stories or tips of anything that happened between them but uh carrie was not in the car the past week and it, it appears that they did split off Oh, that you think that's a, yeah, a thing? Yeah. No, I, 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 I confirm. Yeah, I, I don't think they're together anymore. Gotcha. Okay. I know I have not seen a release. I've not seen anything like that confirming it. And if it came out over the weekend and I missed it, it call me a shitty journalist. I feel embarrassed, but uh, I think we would have seen it. Though. I've not seen anything that confirmed that yet, and that's why I I, say, I think we would have seen that. All right. Um, also, we're bouncing way around today. I did not. Form- Speaking of silly season, though, while we're while we're on the topic of silly season, can we just point out that my favorite Xfinity driver and Josh Berry is back full time next year? Another year, man. I dude, him and Landon Castle. I'm telling you, I like Josh Berry, dude. That's a racer's racer right there. That's a guy who drove strictly on talent. Everything you just said about Josh Berry, I would say about Landon Castle. Probably. You, you, should, should, get a, you should get them on the podcast, schedule them for the same time, but not tell fair. them that they're going to be on at the same time and then have them ask each other questions. I would be okay with that episode. It would be a funny like The less I have to do with it, that the more, the better off it would be. You're fine in interviews because I'll, I'll start trying to poke for a joke and you're like, over the line, Connor, or... Okay, now we have to get back on topic here. I, I'm I'm content. I think it would be be solid. That would be a great interview, though. It'd be a great show. I'll have to do some poking around. Well, yeah, I, I've wanted to get more guests for a while, and we're still. What still uh, what other what other silly season stuff do we got while we're on? Uh, that? We might David, as well stay on it. Yeah, David Land from uh, IndyCar. He's not affiliated with IndyCar. I'm doing a real bad job of Big J journalism on this one. I had to have a couple beers tonight because of how many Facebook comments I've just been blowing up my phone. I don't get every notification, but it does force me to miss other notifications, which like consciously makes me more like paying attention to what's on my phone. And yeah, it's all a circle and a circus, Uh, which is what I was trying to say. But David Land, um, he is an IndyCar writer, uh, and I'm not sure of the credibility on this i haven't confirmed it none of the big indycar journalists have confirmed it not that he isn't big or anything like that um it's just kind of in the wings right now um but there's rumors that uh f1's nicholas latifi uh will be coming to chip ganassi racing for the fourth car in the indycar series say that again nicholas latifi Okay. From Formula One, Williams Racer. He there's a rumor from or reported by David Land uh that he will be taking the fourth car at Chip Ganassi Racing in IndyCar next year. Wow. That's kind of surprising, don't you think? Uh, a lot of Lewis Hamilton fans blame Latifi for costing Hamilton the title. I would blame his lack of pit strategy or Mercedes for lack of talent. Lack yeah. of talent. We're on the lack yeah. of talent conversation. All right, all right, all right. I was trying to protect myself there. <laughs> hey, I've opened the door tonight. We're going with it. Lack of talent. Um, but yeah, Latifi uh, is slated for the fourth IndyCar. Um, I if we were really opening the door, I, I would sit here and have a debate on who's a better racer, Latifi or Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> And just not not utilize his IndyCar stats at all in arguing for Jimmy Johnson. Oh, Jimmy Johnson wins hands down, right? I'd be like average finish last five years in NASCAR. Let's look at it. Come on. Yep. That other guy has zero. Jimmy has like 
at least 12. Right there. 12. There we go. Um, but yeah, so I honestly, I don't think Latifi's better than a random free agent you can get, but I don't think there's that many free agents out there worth getting. Dalton Kellett might be available. I don't think you're going to put him in a Chip Ganassi car right now. Um, it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty slim pickings. I mean, I'd absolutely take Daniel Ricardo on his brand, but have they, have they confirmed who's driving in all of AJ's cars outside of Santino this year? I don't believe so. I didn't know if it, cause is Kirkwood's not back, right? I'm not sure on that one right now either. I couldn't remember. But could you imagine a team of Santino and Kyle Kirkwood, though, together? Probably have a chance of being pretty decent. That'd be a lot. That'd be a fun team to watch, honestly. Yeah, I thought Kirkwood was really good this year. I still think he might be back with AJ. I, I would, he might be. I haven't seen I, I haven't think seen he, a lot of IndyCar be, stuff. Because he was that good this year. Like, he impressed me at Texas. He impressed me a couple of Well, days. that's why I figured maybe somebody bigger went and, and bought him out of that ride. That's why I wondered. I, I You see more IndyCar stuff than I do. Yeah, I don't think there's that many seats either, though. Right. That's what That's what's weird with it, so we'll know in february for sure march whatever i think they start in march this year right yeah that's uh that's all i got for news i wanted to uh preview the national open and trophy cup this weekend uh into larry um the national open should be fun saturday makeup race last race before world finals i don't think david gravel is going to catch brad sweet but it's a crown jewel race nonetheless yeah, I mean, Brad. Brad's kind of had that locked up for a little while, just not officially, right? Uh yeah, pretty much. Fifty-four points right now, so you're looking at twenty-seven spots on the racetrack. So I mean, seven spots a night, it's possible still. Yeah, I was gonna say, but how many times do we see Brad? Brad Sweet, you know, kind of. St- completely stumble where he doesn't at least keep it close right he has a lot of top tens for a lot of reasons so i'd be shocked i'd be shocked if it happened but i i think david's still in it yeah at the very least david gravel very talented um especially if you get a win in any of those races because that's an extra two points right there and one less spot you got to get back right he's been on a streak he's been cutting away and chipping away every week it's a lot closer than I thought it was. I thought it was like up to almost a hundred points a little while ago. No, Macedo dropped off a little bit, but it's all circumstantial and racing for a title. And you know, that big points penalty Macedo had or not points, but finish position. So, right. What do you think about trophy cup? Are you going to watch that? What, what I don't get is Pennsylvania gets the nod for having the best, local series racers on the planet and brad sweets from california kyle larson's from california rigo abreu california carson macedo california yeah so pattern here like the talented guys are all from cali yeah i mean that i think that that's kind of been the been the case for quite some time. Right. I mean, even, even go clear as far back to like the Jeff Gordon days, originally a California guy, they left because he won everything in California. Vallejo. Yeah. Vallejo. Vallejo. No, it's not. It, it, it changes pronunciation every time I hear it. Yeah. Sorry, it does. sorry I blew up on you. I, I can't pronounce that. No, it's fine. Exactly. It's fine. You can't pat, you can't patch a broken heart. Um, I need to call my yeah. buddy Rod Pruitt. He's from California and ask him how to pronounce that one. It's Vallejo, I, isn't it? I actually think I've asked him once before and I forget what he said. Probably. But uh, regardless, I think, yeah, that, uh, the Jimmy best Johnson. Vallejo. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, something like that. Yeah. Um, but the best, the best drivers, you know, some of the best drivers, I should say, have come out of California in not only in dirt racing, but in a lot of different forms of racing across the board. So, um, especially, especially calling Pennsylvania, the best local side of stuff, I could, I'll I'll beg to disagree on that one. 
Yeah, Dominic Selzy. You got Shane Golbick down there. Rico's on a tear right now. That it's yeah. gonna be. I'm not a huge like watch different random tracks. I think they're three sixties, right? Um, they might be four tens. I I don't know. I'm I'm very most I'm very of them. I think well. most of them out west are three sixties, but I, I could be wrong. Well, that NARC uh, NARC NARC, yeah, yeah, it's, that's four tens. It's four tens. Um, but I think it's three. Either way, uh, the the names in this field will be good, and that's uh for a late season race that everything else is kind of wrapped up. I don't care. I I will forego my hey this is a random race on this day type of thing now it is not on flow racing it's not on their vision it's on something else i forget what it's called um so that part of it stinks but right we'll pay attention to it we'll see who wins that i'm sure we'll find a video late in the night saturday yeah most likely yeah all right did we miss anything you got anything else Mm. Um, none that I can think of. Obviously, points battles are heating up with NHRA stuff too. Except for Pro Stock, Eric Anders is dominating in that one. Right. I was reading a statistic. I was reading a stati- statistic. Erica has had the quickest pass in Pro Stock in like eight of the last twelve qualifying rounds. They do three to four a weekend. Yes. Well, I know that I'm I'm a champion racing pro stock owner. Well, allegedly. I got the trophy picture. Do you want me to show it to you? Uh, I don't believe it unless it's in in hard proof. Yeah. I've invited you up here every weekend for the past year. Well, you know that, you know. You can schedule a game against Drake. Okay. No, I can't because Drake doesn't have a bowling team. You should just put on the schedule and see if they pay you to come up here. <laughs> That'd be good. I like that. I was looking at the names of the other ones. Like, what if we called it the Bulldog Jamboree? They'd think there's more teams here for one. <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be classic. I'd like that. Tell Grand <laughs> Tell Grandview to get a tournament started, and then we'll come. Do they not have a home one? No. I had a connection over there. I'll tell him to give him shit. All right. Let I don't know. It's the best way to go about it. We'll see what he says to him though. Let it, let him have it. Let him have it. <laughs> oh man. Um, what are the, uh, what are the odds that my boys, Antron and uh, Ronnie get titles? I know they're both 44 and 46 out, right? Yeah. Um, Antron, I, I would say to be quite honest with you, I would say Ron has a better chance than Antron right now. I know that's weird to say just with the stranglehold that, that Robert Heights really had on that points lead from the get go this year. You think Antron has a better chance? No, I think Ron has a better chance than Antron. Okay. Um, The only reason I, I think Antron's got a good chance because he's been hot here as of late, but Steve Torrance was dead on in St. Louis. Justin Ashley extended the points lead this last week uh, with his win in Dallas. Obviously, you've got Brittany Force, who has been the best car through the entire regular oh, season. I was misunderstanding what you what you meant because I knew in my heart Robert Hyde was a funny car guy. Right. You're right. saying there's more contenders for Antron to beat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Ron get upset. Right. And I think, I think it'll basically come down to Ron, Robert and Matt Hagen at this point. Okay. I hope no one gives them bad batches of brownies and slows their reaction times. That would stick. Uh, So when are you going to make your trip to the uh, last few races of the year? For the NHR to get to deliver the bad batch of brownies. (laughs) Because that's that's the only way they're getting a bad batch of brownies. I'll put a big always race day sticker on it. Um, yeah, I just I just think Antron's gonna have too many people he's gotta contend with and and funny car really comes down to three guys right now. Um John Force has still got an outside chance, which would be fantastic if if he was able to do that to it's win. Supposed to be the GOAT. Where's the GOAT talk? The guy is 74 years old and still kicking ass. So any, I don't want to hear chance, it. Any chance you open the door for me to give you shit about obviously one of the best drivers ever in anything. Uh, 
any anytime you you give me the chance to throw shade at a guy that good See, at his craft that you love, like I'm gonna. Here's the it. difference. Here's the Dude, difference. Bubba kicked the crap out of Kyle Larson on Sunday. I don't know if. Well, oh yes, because he backed off. He was being the bigger man, even though he stands <laughs> five foot four. My God. But uh, let, let's do a little comparison here. You've got Tom Brady on one hand who sucks all of a sudden on on Sundays, right? He Sometimes. looks awful this past Sunday. I take I take my opportunities to take jabs at him too. He he looked horrendous. And then you got John Force over here who's still contending for championships. Tom Brady just broke up with his girlfriend, and, and Tom Brady won well, a Super Bowl two years ago. It's his wife. Uh, but he also is not going to win anything this year. By definition, what I said was still correct. Technically, yes, but technically, no. <laughs> we got too many technicalities going on here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, if only we had a damn precedent. Well, maybe you should start setting one. It's your show. Come if on. I did, you'd be you would be penalized at least fifteen yards. Well, n- most of the time, yes, because we're still calling targeting, and we don't know what it is. Oh, we're really hitting every every edge of this. The Dallas Stars are three and zero. Give me that one. Well, I'll give you that one. The, the Knights should have been three and zero, and then they pissed around late last night. So I can't believe you're not. I hate the, the Knights fans. Not no shade at you, Damon. Bandwagons. Oh, what? How long have you been a Knights fan? Like four years? Five, actually. Oh, nice, great. Ever since they had a team. So and all, all they have for it is one trip to the Stanley Cup and one arena football team. And the fact that they've made the playoffs every year except for one in their entire history. I haven't seen an indoor football championship. Can yet. Dallas say that? Can Dallas say that they've they've made the playoffs every year except for one in their entire history? Yeah, if you put out a ratio and in, included I don't think they can. No, if you if you judged it based on like team principles, integrity, and uniform. I don't think that's think it. it. I don't think that's it. Yeah. No, plus would you rather go to Dallas or Las Vegas? Let's be honest. Uh, well, hold. There's a lot. There's a lot dependent on that. Not really. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what has Dallas done for me? They gave me a Stanley Cup. Far, no, I mean far talking about the town itself. I'm Warm talking about weather. the town itself. Um, okay. Well, Las Vegas killed Dan Weldon. Where were you? What? You just absolving them of that? You really? need to quit bringing up the past. <laughs> All you do is bring up the past. I think I think we I think we pissed off somebody in the last five minutes. <laughs> somebody hates wow. this show. <laughs> we're gonna get our first dislike on Spotify. <laughs> we haven't had one, and, and we've mentioned Bubba like the past three episodes. So I'm saying we're bound to get one if my theory is correct. Either that or no one's listening. It's probably the second one. Uh, but if you're here listening, if then- you're still listening to this BS. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be back uh, this weekend. Um, hopefully, we'll get Damon post game on Sunday. Maybe we could call you right afterwards, and then we'll record like hours later. We'll we'll depend on how the performance goes. So, I mean, I want like a contractual precedented obligation. See, to call me. I don't have I don't have to follow and abide by media regulations. I create my own media regulations. Sounds just sounds like you're not very friendly to the press, Coach. Technically, no, no, because I am the press, so I don't have to be nice to myself. Hey, one more thing. If I come down there, is there like a way I can heckle the refs? No, there are no refs. Okay, it's a pretty straightforward sport then. Okay. Yeah, self-officiated. I thought so. I didn't know if there was like her foot's on the line. You have to be kidding me. You didn't see that? No, self-officiated. We call oh, each other out. Dang. Yep. I'll just call out everyone on other teams. Well, that's not surprising. I think that that happens regularly. That Fans do that? No. No, they want to. They want to. If you listen close enough, you're going to hear it. Oh, sweet. It's like you soccer sometimes. You got those moms sitting in the stands together, and all they do is they chit-chat about everybody else. I want to get, like, a vlog camera to, like, actually, like, do videos of some of these trips. Not in, like, a cringy, like, 16-year-old YouTuber way. Not like you're thinking. Well, I, I don't know. I think you put a put up a dash cam with a GoPro and you start clicking on videos and be like, all right, driving down the highway for the last 12 hours. That would be fun. Oh man. You don't dude. I, I like scream in the car. 
Why? When it gets to like whatever hour mark, like on the trip to Bristol, it's like, hey, you're at hour nine, three more to go. And I'm just sitting there like yelling for like seven seconds. Mm. I'm yelling to keep myself awake most times. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps wake you up and stuff too. Like I'll open the window and do that, but it's just like agonizing sometimes. No, that's a problem. I can't open the window because I sleep with a fan and the windows open. Like I woke up this morning. My place was like 56 degrees. Cause I don't turn the heat on yet. Okay. I'm talking in a car. I know I sleep in the cold weather yeah i i mean i like it cold when i sleep too but like i don't need to open a window to do that sure you do you just like open the door during the day and like i don't know i i think we're not everybody not everybody works from home though we've gotten so far rolled down yeah, this off is, the hill of the train tracks that i don't know what you're comparing it to i don't need to close this up thank you guys for tuning in if you listen to this uh let us know what you think um shoot us off uh comments on the podcast twitter facebook post and uh appreciate y'all listening appreciate uh you guys caring about racing and uh caring about what our two dumbasses have to say so appreciate it have a good rest of your weekend enjoy the national open uh trophy cup second round of the semifinals for the nascar playoffs and uh everything else that's going to come have a good one guys